Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 339. Had we recorded at a different time, I would have had a third host here for a hot minute, one episode. Oh, really? Yeah. But we had to change things up because huh. I was having fun uh, oh, yeah, and, making pumpkins. And, and I couldn't do it earlier because I'm a good mom. Oh, look at you. I know. Well, speaking of good moms, I reviewed Venom. <laughs> That's nothing to do with Yes, they have a... <laughs> Well, I guess it'd be father, father. Not that's, son. A, that's a weird, that's a weird connection. But okay, I'm, and I'll so go with is it. the connection between those two. <laughs> All right. You had a weird review. I, yeah, I read uh, X Men Black number one, number two. It's very weird numbering. X Men Black is Mojo. It's the Mojo uh, X Men Black. It's fucking weird story. So much fun to read though. I talked about some movies that I'm looking forward to, as well as some Stanley news. We actually had beer news this week. Yeah, that was pretty great. It was great. a little sad, but I learned something. Good. Yeah, I learned something, too. <laughs> so everyone, grab some fall beverages, sit back and relax, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 339, I Before We, Except After Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> yep. now and to everyone out there listening but i've had a few in me today you know i like drunk tony i like not drunk tony <laughs> I'm, I'm, i don't think i've ever seen drunk tony no, I'm, I'm still chipper yeah. fun tony yeah but we did some pumpkin carving and drank a lot um yeah. with the booze for booze in the book this week because Holy shit! Uh, yes, I mean it's a simple pleasure I mean, of. I don't think you I mean, have to really apologize can... because our podcast is called Drunk on Comics. I know, but it's been we've been. A I drink. Little... I drink every weekend. Yes, but <laughs> even though we in was it in bide in bib in bibe in bib in bibe okay in bibe in bibe yeah whatever the word is it's in bibe yes <laughs> when we do that word we it's been a while since I've been. Truly drunk. I mean, not that's po- because usually you're coming off a weekend where you drank a lot. The pre the the previous days. So the day we record is like your recovery day, and you don't do like a whole hair of the dog thing. I wish I did. I should. <laughs> you should. You maybe you should Doing think that about today, it. That's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, again. Well, I'm just gonna say I already know that I'm not gonna say words well. So. Again, I don't think you need to apologize to anybody who's ever listened to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, I expected, drunk or not. All right. Well, All right. thank you for that. <laughs> um, we do have, I did throughout the week find a lot of news to go over in the industry. But first, as always, let's do some reviews. I'm going to start off because I'm talking right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I know that I have, I can't remember if I talked about number five, issue five, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, but Venom you right did, now, just... You did not. 
Okay. We did not talk about it. God, my memory's just going. <laughs> just to just to throw that out there. I'm pretty sure I talked. Maybe it was another. I talked about. You might have done the, a briefy the, little the all black blade and everything, uh, and there was the symbiote god and. Uh, I feel like I was said more than a couple weeks ago. Then yeah, it, it was. Know, Man, time flies when you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it it just disappears magically. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I call it time traveling. <laughs> all right, Venom number seven right now. Uh, had a lot going for it, but even more so, number six had the uh, ending of a, a big story arc as far as anything that has to do with Venom. And I I was for certain you're going to talk about Spider again and again because we've been talking a lot about Spider Man. Yeah. I was even going to talk about the What If Spider Man that came out this week, but I'm like, God, Venom's close enough, but way different. And one of the big things that has happened within the most recent uh, rendition of Eddie Brock and his symbiote is finding this symbiote god. We already know the Clintar have their home world, but then that got flipped on its head with the writers here talking about how there was this primordial god that first created them and how they even repressed all their uh, memories of the god. He even visited Earth one time before, so that's kind of why... Everything revolves around Earth in the mm, Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but Donny Cates uh, is really doing phenomenal work on this. But I'd also like to say that uh, the artist Iban Coelho um, is pretty sweet. And this Ryan Stegman, he did the pencils for this. This cover. Ryan Stegman. Yeah, we're over here. Yeah. Look at this cover. All right, that is a sick cover. Because it is the symbiote wearing Eddie Brock's face as if it was the symbiote going over it. Right, as if Venom is the true person and yes. Eddie is just the mask. Well, that's one of the big things, too, is we always kind of talk about Venom being the symbiote. It's not its name that it goes by. Usually it's the other. Right. When they share this symbiotic... Symbiotic because it is because right relationship symbiote yes. Uh, he always calls it his other, and they always talk when they're bonded together as we when they're talking to other people. What we last saw is Eddie was dead and his symbiote burned up when they're killing this this god. So what the fuck is going on here that there's still a yeah, book on? It Not even the end. said it even said the end. Huh end of that story arc, I guess, which right. is kind of nice that they are kind of doing some of these smaller story arcs, still numbering it the same. But I knew right away going into this, as I was talking to you beforehand, whenever they just show this face, it's not even the neck even yet. It's just a face with just the mouth it's to the chin. Just, yeah, I was say, it's just the bottom half of the face. I know right away who that is. Anyone that has read the Ultimate Universe would know who the maker is. He is one of my favorite of all time bad guys because, well, his 616 Universe counterpart is one of my all time right. favorite Smartest heroes. Smartest man alive. Yep, Reed Richards, which when they finally reveal him, I mean, I knew it was going to happen anyways. It was kind of funny uh, when he was revealing himself to Eddie Brock. But throughout this, you just see kind of this chin... And then you get a little bit more of, like, the neck, and finally he shows his giant bulging head with the... His villain helmet. His, yes. His obligatory villain helmet. 
but most of this was straight up uh, dial. There wasn't a lot of action in this this one. It was really setting up for what the next story arc is going to be, and what's going on within the Venom books as a whole. Because Eddie Brock, I thought, was pretty much dead. Right. We knew he wasn't going to be dead, dead, but coming back so soon, so quickly. Except for when you find out, it's not quickly at all. It's been five weeks. He doesn't remember that at all. And this is where the maker is explaining a lot to him about his symbiote that he doesn't even understand. One of the great things that happened in the last story arc is Venom grew wings. Oh, it was like kind Spawn. Of, yes, it, it was exactly <laughs> like Spawn. And it was kind of cool for a second until you start like, man, that kind of makes him super powerful that he can just fly away at all. Yeah, that got taken away already, so yeah. within like two issues later. That's good. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Showed up once. Maybe he can get that power back at some point. An extreme stressful moments or something, you know. But right now, Eddie's like saying, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know why I've been here. I don't know what's going on. And Maker goes, Eddie, you realize you're saying I, not we. And that's when he realizes, where is the other? Where is my other ha-? Like, he starts freaking out. And... He's just demanding to find out where the symbiote is. Like, you took him, you took him, and Maker's like, I didn't take him. Then he throws a scalpel right at him, and reflex, you see the the symbiote ooze just come out of the body and mm. protect him. Yeah, with all kinds of spikes and various shit that I've never seen on a Venom oh, before. Yeah, see, he looks a little bit more, I want to say animalistic, but yeah. as, as what Maker says... He's gone back to just being a defense mechanism, nothing more. There is not this intelligence. There's, like, what you knew of the symbiote is gone. Mm. And that's kind of a little bit sad for Eddie, who has always felt alone. Right. But he never was alone when he had the symbiote. You were not alone. Oh, God. <laughs> so glad you're starting to sing now. <laughs> Rub it off on you. It, it, it just was an amazing... Because, like, when he was explaining what had happened, he's explaining that, no, the symbiote and you took off. We were searching for you for three weeks. Two weeks you've been here. Why don't I remember this? Oh, that's because it's erasing your memories. It doesn't want you to have that trauma. We found it at your dad's house, and hmm. why don't I remember that? Well, I guess, you know, some old schoolness happened with, with Eddie and his dad. The symbiote was trying to protect him and erase that memory. Wow. Maker asks the question, what other memories has he erased from you? That's a stupid question. Who can answer that question? It's not a question to be answered. It's it's called a rhetorical question. It's to make you think of, did you ever think of that? Yeah. Now, if what, a villain's asking me that question, I don't know if they have good motives. I feel like he's, that's just a torture device almost. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just trying to make Fuck him be with like, him. Yeah. your symbiote isn't all that's great as can be. One of the cool reveals of Venom that has never been talked about before, you know, he drools a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... From the that, hunger, Tony. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sometimes that drool is different colored. Sometimes it's kind of greenish. And why is it? Well, Maker explains something that Eddie never knew. Uh, that green slime is actually the waste product. That is... How the symbiote gets rid of all the shit that he eats. pooping. So he doesn't really poop. It comes out as like saliva and shit that doesn't get used up in the body. Interesting. Very interesting. Something that I never thought I needed to know. Right. 
But now that I know that, and even Eddie's like, that's that's kind of gross. <laughs> I feel like that's something you're going to throw out now when you're in conversations with people. Do you know what the green slime that comes out of Emma's mouth is? It's waste. I bet you didn't know that. I knew that. Because <laughs> that's the type of person I am in the real world. Yes. <laughs> oh, so uh, it was it was a great book. I am looking forward to the story arc primarily because it sounds like Maker is wanting to go to like find this primordial. Because even though it was fighting the god, um, I should say it was fighting the god that is actually trapped within a planet but it's psychic linked to all the other symbiotes was controlling this symbiote mm. dragon type thing that was um, ultimately a god it was like almost like an avatar vessel sure so when eddie like killed it through fire broke that connection so now it's stuck trapped but it's still an elder god of the universe right and you, the maker wants to yeah use that for his own purposes of course he does so, I'm happy as shit yeah. where that, at least this comic book is going. I have not seen the movie yet. It's I'm going to see it this week. Don't hold it to the comic book standards. I can tell you that much. I'm, no, I'm going to go in. I just, I feel like this is one of them, though. Just go in expecting it to be a total piece of shit. And then that way when you watch it, you're like, well, it wasn't a total piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my child watches everything. He's got he's got the right idea. He's taught him well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very pessimistic. <laughs> it's no a great quality to have in a child, yes. <laughs> Makes for a really great teenager. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I did pick up Spider-Geddon number one this week, and I'm not going to review it. Yeah, because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> um, it was good. It was the start, you know. I mean, the stuff that you expect to happen, and it happened. That's all I'm really going to say about it. There wasn't anything, like, mind-blowing about it. It was literally, like, you could probably guess what happened in it. Was it the, the people, was there any new Spider-Men in this that weren't shown up within the yeah. edges? Yeah. So there, yeah. Are, there are multiple extra but, people. But they're, they're ones we know from... The previous. Yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, some of our, some of our favorites. There were some... There were some from this, the edge of that showed up, and then there were a couple thrown in that were fan favorites. Or they just drawn in the background and. Well, no, there was cares? one. There was one that was a, a front and center. Okay. Pretty sure you could probably guess which one it is. I gave you a couple hints, but. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't. It 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 was good. It was a good start. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. I did. They are doing. So even though this is going to be like a self-contained. Um, event. They do have a couple random one, like, tie-ins with some of the other books, and one of them is uh, they're doing a Spectacular Spider-Man tie-in to okay. this. Just I think just one of the... Oh, no, maybe a couple of the issues. Charlotte Spider-Man at all? Ben um, I haven't read that, picked it up, and I mean, I'll read it for the tie-in, but... It's not on the checklist, okay. which I fucking am so happy they include Do checklists these. now? Yes. I remember back in the day they used to. Right. And then they stopped, and I was so... I'm like, I didn't know that I needed to pick up this other right. issue to introduce this character of who the fuck that person right. is. So, the, so one of the next ones is the Spectacular Spider-Man 311, and this ties in to something that happened in the past in that book when Spider-Man 
before the the Spider Verse when Spider Man faced Morlin. Okay. So there's still that grudge there. So that has to do with that. Um, so I was like, well, great. Now I have to pick up other books too. Cause I thought I was just going to have to <laughs> buy the spider Geddon ones, but no, there's a whole bunch of other ones, but thank God for a fucking checklist. Um, the other book I picked up, uh, was X-Men black. Number one, the sequel, um, because the last X-Men black that came out was also number one. Uh, X-Men black is one shots, villain one shots. They're doing five of them. Yep. Um, leading up to disassembled. I think yep. is- each one is going to have one person that they're focusing on yep and then the backup uh story that's going through all five yep so this one was mojo and i didn't pick up magneto because like i'm just tired of magneto i don't care anymore about him but mojo i love he's such a fucking weird character oh i yes he's so like the concept of mojo is so weird well the concept of even the mojo verse because it is a different dimension meaning when it comes to Marvel universes, there is there are universes like the Age of Apocalypse mm-hmm. universe. There is the Ultimate universe, but certain dimensions cross between all those right. universes. And the Mojo verse somehow. Yeah. Sometimes they don't, but like Limbo would sometimes, or the sometimes the Negazone, or there's two different. Really, it's a concept of we'll do whatever we want with right. The Mojo verse runs through all of them. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of his power, right? He, I mean, and that's his whole thing. Ratings. He has his television show, and he's all... He's, so he gets whoever he can pull. Yeah. Who will give him the most ratings. Yep. Uh, so Is that just so capitalistic? It's just... It's I, it's definitely making a statement about something. Um, so this is written by Scott Aukerman, and the artists are Nick Bradshaw and Andre Lehman Arujo. This must be a company. Guru EFX is the colorist. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. There's, yeah, they're yeah. a group of people that yeah. do it. Um, so I love the way this book starts because Mo- Mojo must be stuck on Earth because he's in the sewers or something. He's just, he's he he can't leave. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the story before that is. Um, but he goes on this big, like, diatribe about uh, the X-Men, right? Because those are his favorite people, the X-Men, but like he wants to knock it back down to the X-Men he grew up with. The ones that everyone remembers. The ones that get him the most ratings. The original, the classics. He wants to get rid of all these extra ones. Uh, all the all the ones with the the that appeal to changing demographics and, and are at the expense of true fans like himself. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's like they're in my mind right now, but... <laughs> Um, so he goes through this whole thing and then he's like, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go up into the city. So I'm like, Mojo's just going to go walk around New York city. And he does. He puts on a fucking trench coat and tries to pretend like nobody's going to notice his big fucking spider legs. Yeah. But I mean, if quick look, I mean, he, he he looks like the blob in the trench coat. But yeah, 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 you could tell it's him. And it's funny because a couple times people are like, he he meets um, Glob, I think that's the kid's name. The oh yep yep, um, and he knows he knows exactly who he is when he sees him, and he's like, oh hey, you're Mojo, right? And he has like cool spider legs, and he's like, you saw them? Like he had no idea that like they were just weren't concealed or anything like that. Um, but this whole story revolves around Mojo going to a coffee shop because. 
there's this girl there that he really likes. Shut up. This, oh my I god. I feel like that's terrible for writing. Like oh, he's not one that would really care about it's, a girl. It's, well, they they do a flashback to when he met her, and she was coming out of the coffee shop, and he was walking up, and he was looking at his phone because he's always like checking the ratings and stuff like that. And he runs into her and she calls him a bunch of names and then storms off. And he was like, Oh, it's true love because she was so mean to him. <laughs> it's uh, now I'm a little no, disappointed. No. Cause I was hoping this is going to be straight up him being like very, uh, cruel and evil just nope. to get whatever he wanted. Nope. And... It's, this is not that book at all. It's so there's that story by the way. If you want to know Mojo's Starbucks order, it's a half-calf Americano with coconut milk and a shot of sugar-free hazelnut. That's his Starbucks order. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't call him a basic bitch. <laughs> so it's funny because they even as he, he sees the girl in the cafe and he's trying to think of things to say to her, right? And here are some of Mojo's pickup lines. <clears throat> Pardon me, my lovely... You must be physic you must be physically, if not mentally exhausted, as you have been running throughout my dreams all night. That's one of them. It's ironic that in the Mojo verse I'm a slaver because you've gone and enslaved my heart. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Funny that we met in a coffee shop because I like you a latte. <laughs> But he actually leads with, uh, pardon me, I'm on pencil control. I see you have a pencil in your hand right now. And then he's like, I got it. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's just 100% completely embarrassing. That's when he runs into Glob. <clears throat> and they go through this whole thing where, you know, Glob's like, he looks like he would never want to go out in public because people would be terrified of him. But he's like just rocking it. Like, it's no big deal. And that's kind of the whole thing is, like, they walk through the city together and Glob's, like, teaching Mojo how to embrace his looks and stuff like that. It was completely ridiculous. But <clears throat> at one point in time, Mojo actually saves a little girl from getting hit by a car. And then his little sidekick guy that runs I, all I of his... I always feel like he's doing this for ratings. He probably... I mean, you know, he's like, Mojo. I think that the way it could redeem this is... Having like someone like uh, almost like reality stars gone wild or something. It it's hard to say, but it ends with his uh, his little sidekick. What's the guy's name? Uh, Major Domo popping up, and he's been following Mojo around the city all day, and he thinks Mojo's trying to like do this extensive plot where he lulls this X-Man into security only to be able to attack them later and stuff like that. <clears throat> and so they end up at the X-Mansion, the one that's in Central Park. Mm -hmm. And they bring Which, in... By the way, do you know how it got there? I don't remember. Because I, so, I was so confused starting reading Extermination... It's been honestly, I'd say about two years since I've really yeah. It's I've read some for, X books, yeah. but I haven't read them enough to know that they moved to Central Park. It's been there for a while, which I feel like for people that hate mutants, that's a it's pretty a weird place spot. to yeah. I feel like that was half the decision for doing it, though. I feel like Kitty probably had something to do with it. You know, she's feisty like that. Um, so they show up with this 
this thing they call the half sentient, which is half sentinel, half mindless. And Mojo. Wait, but the robots aren't they mindless? Like the mindless. Oh, the minds. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Um, and Mojo actually goes into this whole thing where, like, he literally is saying that a, a sentinel and a mindless one had a baby. And the kid's like, that doesn't seem possible. He's like, oh, no, I saw it. <laughs> it's just, it's completely ridiculous. And the thing is completely stupid. But... <laughs> okay, you, you agree. <laughs> um, he, ends up, he ends up saving the the x-men from this attacking robot and the guy had brought the girl from the coffee shop because he thought she had something to do with it so mojo ended up saving her they ended up going out on dates and all this stuff so mojo's still trying to run his mojo network but now he's got now he's friends with glob and now he's got this girl that he's dating and it's so fucking weird and I don't understand where it's going, but I really loved reading it because it was just such a weird turn for this character to just, like, have a crush on a girl. <laughs> it was just such a weird thing to, like, watch play out. And you really should. It is dumb, but you really should read it. Oh, I'm going to because I do love Mojo. Entertaining and... All the ways that Mojo makes you laugh every time you read him happens in this book. He's just such a, a ratings monster, but he's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really loved it. And if he has something to do with the upcoming event that's going on, and that's why they're doing these villains, because they have something to do with Disassembled, mm-hmm. then great. The more Mojo, the better, right? But... I, I mean, he might not be a villain in... Well, that's what, and he sometimes isn't, like, oh, he's always a villain, but... It's all about the ratings. He's not a, yeah, he's, he's not, well, he is evil, and but, like, he's, yeah, it's a rate. He, yeah. he cares about that more than, like, winning. Right. If it got better ratings to let them go... Then he would, he would do, do that. that. Yep. Yep. So, this part, the girl part, and the friendship with Glob part doesn't seem to be part of that because he's being very secretive about it. Okay. So I don't, so it's interesting and weird, but I it was still like, and just like, look at this look of earnest on his face there. Don't you just want to give him a hug? Don't you just want to give Mojo a hug? Look at that Aww. sweet little look on his face with his eyes pried open like it's clockwork orange. <laughs> Anyway, it was good. I, I'm really glad that I picked this up. I'm really glad it's just one issue. I don't know that I would keep reading the story. Well, I would read a little... I mean, yeah, I'd get sick of Mojo, but if it was straight up like him running some games and yeah. like you just saw him plucking people from universes, I could make a yeah. small series, limited series. I don't know if I would read this. keep reading this story. Oh, yeah, that story. Yeah, this well, is a good one-shot well, story. One of the things I have been liking... More and more, as there have been more limited series, yes. they don't make collector's editions at all, that's for sure, but no. I don't ever buy them for the collecting, it's no. for the stories, yeah. but it's great when you can, you know it's going to be an enclosed story, you know how many you're going to have to buy, Yes. Mm-hmm. so even after the first one or second one you're sold, you'll be like, oh, six more to get or whatever, right. or four more, Right. 
I know I could read this one without having read Magneto's, and I don't have to read Mystique or Ice Queen. What the fuck is her name? Emma Frost, Ice Queen. Emma <laughs> Frost, she is an Ice Queen. Um, or whoever else the other one was. Is it Mystique? Emma Frost. There's one more person in the X-Men Black. Yeah. Who was it? Juggernaut. Juggernaut. That'll be a great one. That one might be good. The Mystique one, I'm actually kind of intrigued. I do not like Emma Frost, so I'm a bitter bitch about that one. When she was married to Scott, I started to like her. I I think he got what he deserved in her. <laughs> <laughs> Your team Jean? Such a, oh, well, yeah, uh, obviously. Well, obviously, but... <laughs> You, do you think that her and Scott should get back together if he ever gets... No. I, think, I hate Scott. Okay. I don't think that they should be together. Or even the youngin' ones. I was thinking if she resurrected old Scott, but... Yeah. No. No. I think Jean's better without Scott. I think Scott just brings her down. I yeah. believe so, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's such an ass. He became one of my favorites towards the end of his when he was life. when he was evil when he was an a, when yeah. he was straight before he was just I felt like he was cocky but he wasn't he didn't have it any balls to back it up right and when he started he's a very powerful mutant that's the thing that's fucked up is like well not only powerful but his the a tactician which yeah you don't see that so much in the page of the comic books you just see them use their mutant powers right but when you write them well to show him. Team A, go into this side. Team B, have fire this and that. That makes you see his tactical side. Right. And you realize how smart and powerful he is in that way. That's when I truly started liking him. Yeah. Fuck Scott. <laughs> but I can generally agree with that, too. That doesn't help at all the, the voice actor from the old cartoon Gene! shows that we all got. Yes. It's not... This is still my favorite drinking game to play, is whenever Scott yells Gene on the X-Men, you drink. You get very drunk very fast. Oh, it's either that or when Jubilee fucks something up. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did a spick take on my computer. <laughs> so if you ever want to get super drunk real fast, just watch the X-Men animated series and drink during either both or one of those things, and you'll be drunk very fast. Oh, so, did you see that Chris Evans is done? He's hanging up the shield. Kind of sad, uh, but, I mean, we knew it was coming. Yeah. It just, it's it's sad that when you see that it's done, but it's not truly done until you see it on the big screen right. anyways. But when you wrap filming, at least for him, that's a massive uh, part of his life that's right. been the last couple of years. Even so much of him extending his contract to, to do this one. The many other cameos that he did that he didn't have to do in right. many other movies. I mean, the dude has been, I mean, the first Avenger. And although, you know, you'd put a lot more of this MCU to Iron Man, mm -hmm. to Robert Downey Jr. And I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't feel Hemsworth did as much. But I think Chris Evans did just as equally to show that there's more than just Tony Stark, right. there is right. more to this universe. Chris Hemsworth... I no, feel, he's perfect I feel, in what he does, but... I feel like it was... Tony, Tony Stark 
Robert Downey Jr. started it with the ball, and then he passed it to Chris Evans. And just now, just recently, Chris Hemsworth has oh, yeah, taken the ball. Yep. I, um, I agree 100%. Which I think, to me, is perfect timing. Although, it's my understanding that Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth are both planning on being done after these movies as well. Here's the thing, and, and I keep thinking that he's going to be dead. Uh, we now hear more and more that the joking of... Uh, uh, Bruce Banner, uh, mm. Mark Ruffalo. Yes, uh, at being on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever sh- late show of getting the bleeped out of yeah. what it is. That was all just a lie, anyways. We figured it was probably them joking. Right. He wouldn't honestly say what it's called. I bet you he probably doesn't even know what they're going to title. No. To tell you the truth, they but, don't even have the last, the final scene shot yet. From what I, or they didn't until very recently, and nobody knew how the movie was actually ending. Probably only a few. Yeah. What I've heard is that Chris Evans said that his last, like, because he was at the Ace Comic Con this past weekend in Chicago, and he said that his last line was just stupid. Whether it's just, you know, something that he wanted to be more motivational, but that doesn't sound like it's a dying, like, his last, so I'm wondering, maybe he does still live, and maybe he just says some stupid, corny Captain America line, but then I don't feel like you could have Captain America truly be in a world... Of superheroes without being Captain America. Yeah, you can see other people retire. Yeah, but not Captain America. He would never right. retire. So, so maybe he dies. I mean, maybe they give him a really stupid dying, uh, last last breath I sentence. I don't feel like they would do. Well, I don't know. I guess for he could say something. I don't know. But or it could just be throwing off people as well because they yeah. do that. Right. One of the things that has been revealed uh, recently is the toy line that's coming out. And we always know the toys spoil a shitload. They do. For these I don't movies. know why they still fucking keep doing that. Yes, they need to release the toys just closer to the movie. Movie, and then don't show us the art or the packaging or anything because recently what has shown up is on the back of one of the the boxes that the toys will be in. Well, first we can talk about the Ant Man uh, one, which looks like quantum tech is going to be mm. involved with the next movie which makes sense well I and mean, we already knew that but for some of those that didn't you know truly know but the biggest thing is that it talks about a threat bigger than thanos mm. and i thought this whole next movie was going to be them still fighting thanos like right what what's a threat bigger than thanos What's the threat? Oh, I guess he doesn't have the Infinity Gauntlet anymore because it was destroyed when he. I don't think it. Well, see, that's why everyone. Everyone's they saw the gauntlet kind of be broken, right. but he still has the the stones. Does he need to have the gauntlet to wield the power of the stones, or did it just make it easier? for It him? just made it easier for him. It it looked cool. You just have them all in his pocket and it'd be fine. Yeah, that's what he should have done. Well, I mean, Gamora, she she has them right now, and she kind of made. Her sword and armor to oh in the comic books to yeah, yeah to hold them for this whole Infinity Wars thing right now so oh. I mean you don't really need yeah you don't need the gauntlet right it just looks badass yeah so who is a threat bigger than Thanos the only things that I know that were he was he was kind of dead and a ghost at the time was uh, Annihilus when he came right. into the main world because he has this horde of minions oh and that's one of the big speculations from that one tweet they posted where they had all the A's. Mm-hmm. Is that they were doing Annihilus. One of them, uh, Galactus is on the same level. I mean, I would say more, but you kind of got to look at too. Galactus isn't really a fighter. He's mm. just an eater. Right. But when you, if you took raw energy, 
Because Galactus, he's, the bigger they are, the slower they are, you kind of think still hand like he could blast Thanos if he truly wanted to. He'd deplete a lot of himself. But I think power level wise, Galactus definitely more. Right. But I don't know what's a bigger threat than half the universe dying. The only yeah. Thing that can, I, yeah. I guess except for maybe the Annihilation Wave that happened. But I don't see them doing that now. I'd see them doing that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, oh yeah, they're not doing that shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what it, it could be either. I mean, other than the two things you said. Well, they, they had uh, posted, uh, the Russo brothers had posted a picture. A fucking glowing picture. That glowing p- picture that I don't know what, it looks like there's either, it's a car going from left to right with two wheels at the was front. It, was and it from blurred. fucking Tron? Yeah. But I mean, it's so bright. <laughs> or if you if you were to turn it on its access, those could be ears, and then it's just a really tall, helmeted person, which right. then makes me pray and hope Galactus. I don't think so. Can because... they do Galactus without doing Fantastic Four? I mean, they can because they, they exist well, they wouldn't have had the rights then, right? And this has already been shot right. prior to any. They could do a teaser scene afterwards with many of these movies now. But not to change the entire direction of the movie. Right. And so that's where I'm like, I don't, I'm so fucking confused. I wish I knew. But I don't wish I knew. I do like right now we're in the speculation phase. Once I see a real like revealed rumor, I will stay away from that shit like so hard because I don't want to get the movie ruined to me. I know. I really want to enjoy this movie at its like full capacity. I don't. It's, I I do want to know what this fucking thing is though. <laughs> Just wait two days until the internet starts. I know they ne- well they never came out. Did it, nobody ever figure? Someone's it out. gonna like do like a reverse, you know, when like you they do d- the black. To... They did that. Oh really? And it just it looks like a hurricane map. It doesn't really look like anything. It looks like a wave of locusts. Like yeah, an like I don't wave. Maybe. I don't know. It's a weird... It could be a weapon of some sort. Who the fuck knows? It could be nothing. Somebody was like, it's probably a trash can. (laughs) Yeah, you were saying the cosmic trash can. Yeah, who knows? They could just be fucking with us. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's Admiral Akbar. (laughs) Well, they do own them, so... (laughs) Instead of a trap, it's a wrap. (laughs) Something that I never thought I would truly say is I'm looking forward to the next Suicide Squad. Yes, but there is one very important particular reason why you're looking forward to this. And that is because James Gunn has found a home. It's because DC and Warner Brothers don't care about he tweeted in the past. They're just like, yeah, fucking give him to us. We'll take him. And very much rightfully so. Like, yeah. A, I, uh, and I don't fault him at all for going to the dark side, but at the same point, I do really, like, I don't like it either because I feel like this would throw more salt in the wounds for Disney to ever have them back. Right. But then again, that is Disney's loss. And actually, Disney's still going to print money regardless without James. Right. So let's see what he can do outside of the Marvel realm. And maybe he can save the sinking turd that is the DCEU or whatever they call it now. Don't, Don't connect them all. I will go see a separate Suicide Squad movie that is better than the other one. Hopefully, as we were saying earlier, uh, it was all a dream. Yeah, no, it was, one. it was a simulation, right? So they take the people who are going to be in the Suicide Squad and they hook them up to a computer and they make them compete in this super crazy mission to see if they could work together as a team. 
And, and that they was... found out that they didn't, so they had to get some new members. And that's why the Joker looked like that, because the game resolution is very bad. <laughs> I could believe that. That would be, that'd be perfect. I, I do feel that with James Gunn's humor, he will do something similar to that to, like, wave off the first one as, like, something else. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also probably going to reuse, because it's ironic now, we're the good guys. Mm. But when he writes it, he's going to probably write it in a way that's going to be a nod to everyone that was laughing at the first one when they were saying it for reals. Right. Yeah. No, I think it'll be much. It'll be... It'll be better. I hope it's... I hope it's darker. I don't... The Suicide Squad was... They were way too... Yes. They were way too, like... You know, it didn't need to be R. Actually, I don't think an R would be good for them. But it definitely needed to be a little more adultish. Yeah. Yeah, they were too... They were nice. They were very nice villains. Well, this is where I feel... uh, I feel like Batman's He's going to become very... He's going to be the perfect person for this because I feel Suicide Squad was trying to copy what Guardians of the Galaxy did and... You know, there's no copy in that. Right. You just, you, you're you Guardians of the Galaxy. And we can see what they're trying to do. Maybe he can bring that take now without them having to... Copy it directly? Yeah. Yeah. Fresh. Something fresh. So fresh and so clean, clean. Well, I am also looking for... God, this is a weird day today. Looking forward to Suicide Squad and another Transformers movie. Yeah. <laughs> That is weird. Some weird alternate universe. Are we in the Mojo Yes. So seeing more (laughs) set photos of the Bumblebee movie, which I was at first okay with and then against, and then I was like... uh, This takes place in the 80s. 80s? And it's going to be a full-on... He's a bug, right? He's a Volkswagen bug in this? Well, he's going to start off as a truck and then turn into one, which would coincide with him being the bug at the beginning of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. But there's there's a key difference here. When he was Michael Bay uh, Transformers, he was as big as a house. Yeah. In this, he's just barely bigger than humans. Hmm. Like, the size differential there, which we know... It, actually, this is more accurate to the, the show and the, and the cartoon and everything that came before it. And in the comics, he was a shorter Transformer. Why Michael Bay... Well, uh, why do I have to ask that question? We know, because it's Michael Bay. But with what Michael Bay had did with the Transformers, how do you get now this concept of a small Bumblebee as the robot right. compared to then the tallness of what he was within the Michael Bay ones? Does this truly mean that this is going to be its own universe? Me whispering in the background, please, please, please. <laughs> sure, the other things happened, and... Bumblebee goes through a warp zone and then sees all these other people. He shoots up the Michael Bay, and we don't need to do that universe anymore. But that would be nice. I am looking forward to actually this now a little bit more hearing with uh, Optimus Prime even looking more like his Generation One, uh, how he should. Yeah, I I was okay with some of the liberties they took, but then again, I'm like, oh. But oh. now we're going to be better. Yes. Maybe. So Hopefully. It is better. Crossing fingers. I'm just excited for the cute little bug bumblebee again. It's such a girl thing. But he is so cute as the little bug. <laughs> Another big news is that Iron Man is canceled. 
that Iron Man the comic book? No, Iron Man the TV show on Netflix. I, they were doing it. Oh Iron... no, sorry, Iron Fist. Oh, I was like, wait, they were doing an Iron Man show? Yeah, you didn't see that one. It got canceled before it even came out. <laughs> Iron Fist. Yes. Iron Fist was canceled. Ah. I'm surprised that they canceled it so soon when they have time before needing to announce anything else. They have uh, really hinted at that this isn't the last you'll see of Iron Fist, of Danny Rand. But the show, I mean, out of all of them, was kind of lacking. Yeah. It wasn't the most intriguing one. The The second season, hella good, went off on a good upward take. I was actually kind of looking forward to what they were going to do. Oh, really? However, if he still shows up in some other things... He did perfectly when he was in uh, Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, that whole... And that was a whole... But, but it's also because he's a good team-up person. Right. So if they do Heroes for Hire... We'll get to see him. That would be amazing. Be, yes. And I know the guy who's in Daredevil, the guy who plays Matt Murdock, has talked about wanting to do a second season of The Defenders. I don't know if that's just him saying, hey, I would really like to mm-hmm. do a second season of The Defenders, or if he's like, oh, yeah, there will definitely be a second season of The Defenders, but... I want I want him to get to the point where Luke Cage and Jessica Jones hook up and she gets all pregnant and then she's pregnant for like I five kinda years. Wait, I'm kind of yeah. waiting for <laughs> yes, <laughs> waiting for that too. But who knows if they'll they'll get there and how how much further they're going to keep going with this franchise? But if as long as it keeps staying good, well, yeah. well, Daredevil comes out next week. I've heard early reviews from critics that said. It's a whole new level. Oh, yeah. And that's... Saying I was, a lot. Yeah, well, I was already thinking this is going to be a great season, but just the reviews are coming in that it's all mostly positive. Right. One of the things that I found out while looking for the reviews is that Matt Murdock's uh, penthouse apartment is for sale on Craigslist. <laughs> in some guerrilla marketing, they had photos of, of his place talking about it's close to a gym and a lawyer's office. And it was, like, meant to be, like, a real Craigslist. At first, I had thought the person that owned, like, because I didn't, obviously, I, I'm kind of dumb, and it is probably on a studio. Yeah, it's most likely a But studio. who knows? They could have maybe found an apartment. They do that with TV shows mm-hmm. and other movies. They film really inside. I was like, maybe they did find a real loft, and now they're deciding to sell it because they're going to take Matt to San Francisco. I don't know. I was really thinking this was a real ad until it goes, it will be available October uh, 19th. Oh, which is when Daredevil yeah. drops, yeah. So it kind of got me a little bit. There were, well, there were some things in it, though, that also was like, this is a marvelous, you know, mm. studio, and you'd be blind not to, like, see that, or, you know, right. those stupid dad jokes. You're like, too far. Like, it's too far, guys. <laughs> it's taking it too far. <laughs> what have you found this um, week? I actually have beer news. Ooh, so while. yeah, so the one of the heads of Coors, one of the original pioneers of beer in America, died recently, yesterday I think, at 102, which gives all us beer drinkers hope. And I don't drink Coors, but I like to, I would like to highlight highlight this guy specifically because he is the man who developed the aluminum can for beer. Bill Coors, 102, developer of the aluminum can for drinking beer. Cheers lost, to you. We lost an icon this week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I 
Um, so I just, I had no idea. I was like, oh, it's the Coors guy. I don't care. I don't drink Coors. But reading that he developed the aluminum can, I'm like, all right, no, this guy's a genius. I don't know why yep. he didn't make his beer better, but <laughs> he gave us the can, right? <laughs> so That's that, still going strong. Yeah, for sure. It never will stop. I mean, you know, I don't, I can't imagine they just stop making beer cans anytime soon. Um... Uh, a couple things I forgot to mention. Uh, Eric Powell, the creator of Goon, yes. is having a new series coming out soon. Oh, really? Yep. They're going to a new uh, imprint. Uh, his uh, publishing company, Albatross Funny Books. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. They the last time that the Goon came out, which I remember reviewing it was, uh, it was a one shot that they had back in like 2016, 2015. Two or they three did. Years was ago. it a one shot or it was like a short series that they did? No, there was a one shot that they did a short series prior to this. Okay, but that was also I think like five years ago. Right. This one was because remember it was a one shot, so I was like, I can get into this and try to understand more of who the goon is. Right. Um. Yes, and so that's going to be something that's coming out soon. He had another uh, book out recently, Hillbilly, was a book that he was doing, Eric Powell. Did you ever read that one? No, no. I didn't. DC is still uh, talking about Batman and his Batwing. <laughs> they, uh, I still think about that nightly. <laughs> Glad you said it, not me. <laughs> no, they, uh, they really wish that it had never happened. Well, of course that they say that, but... Partly they say that because it, it distracts from what the book and everything of about that was. But they also cause more controversy than just letting that peter off and then, you know. This is well done. Yes. <laughs> but now they're, they're re-looking at what the black label will represent because before it was straight up freedom for the creators right. to kind of tell any story. Now they might be putting restrictions of... You know, that's fucking stupid because I really liked that book. I thought it was well drawn and I thought it was well written. And I think that. That was well hung. Well, and to me, it wasn't. There was nothing sexual about the book. And it totally added to the vulnerability of the character. We've never seen Batman naked. He's never naked emotionally or physically. And this was him at like his most naked. In both ways. And the fact that people are getting hung up on his fucking dick uh, is completely ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and I'm, I'm all for more penis in comic books. I've had enough boobs. More dick. It's my new campaign. I'm going to start it. Hashtag more dick. <laughs> more dick in comics. There we go. Last thing that I have is uh, Stan Lee... Could- Stan Lee has recently uh, been interviewed, and he talked a bit about what's been going on within his life. Uh, There's always those accusations of his daughter taking money and everything, and he flat out said said to the reporters that she's going to inherit everything anyways. Might as well she starts using it now. Right. He's, uh, I guess, reconciled there. How all that goes, we at least know that his old manager, uh, he still has a restraining order against him, and maybe that was the more nefarious person trying to control him and everything. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, the dude is 95 years old. He's fucking old. And that he's still ticking, even though, I mean, we also could be the year, but I've said that the last, like, right. five years since he's been 90, pretty much. We have to mentally prepare ourselves every year. Yes. For this. It is a celebration, his birthday every year. Yeah. <laughs> he made it another yeah. year. And it helps that his birthday is in December. <laughs> yep, so right before the new yeah. year. and Yep. He lived the full year. <laughs> Yep. All right. Um, booze in the book this week is quite simple. Quite. It is hot apple cider. Throw in any of that rum that you have sitting mm-hmm. around, spiced rum, and drink a lot of it. Yeah. And might as well read a pretty long 80-page book, uh, Curse Comics Caval... I can't even say that last word. Caval- Cavalcade. 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 Uh, that is th- a word they used to use all the time in the comics. Really? Yeah. Cavalcades were huge. They're like, uh, but is it a bunch of yeah, stories? It's like yeah. 10 different stories. Yeah. And that's what this is, comes from DC. This has a lot of Halloween stories, and because it is fall and Halloween and hot apple cider go hand in hand, it's pretty simple. But this, this had uh, quite a few pretty decent stories, and... With the page count being that long, right? It's gonna take you. You said it's from to... DC. Yes. Does it star DC characters or is it yeah, mostly oh yeah. horror? There's, yep. There's okay. Batman, uh, Swamp Thing, uh, Zatanna. Okay. Superman. Cool. Yeah. So it's got all the the biggies. Fantastic. Did you say fantastic? I did. <laughs> did you mean to say that? I did. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for me. Lynn, you got any wise words to go out by? Nope. Oh, you didn't look those up like I knew you wouldn't? No, it did. There was our psychic connection is clearly broken. Oh, like Eddie and his symbiotes. That's <laughs> sad. Oh, uh, love and cherish everyone and have a good week. Till next week, stay thirsty for more Drunk on Comics. 